0: Welcome to the Think Future Podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups, and in the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning and welcome to the Think Future Podcast. My name is Chris Calabucas. And today we're going to talk a little bit about some an interesting phenomenon that I have seen over the last little while come up. And I'm going to call it digital blowback So for me this first started when I was watching some old films my kids and I were going through a 80s cheesy movie marathon and some of those 80s cheesy movies weren't too necessarily cheesy but they were interesting in that we realized that a lot of the individuals were in these movies were real Like, if you think about movies prior to CG, well, movies prior to CG actually had to have huge crowds of people who were doing things. Movies prior to CG actually had to have people going through literal fighting scenes. People actually being hurt, or at least with the possibility of actually being hurt. The peril was real, right? So... In movies prior to CG there was real peril to real people even though some of it seemed some of it was obviously when someone was getting punched they weren't actually getting punched but the reality was it was that there were real people acting together and when somebody got thrown up against a wall someone actually got thrown up against a wall it was a stuntman flying up against the wall right nowadays you have no idea whether that's a real stuntman flying across the room up against the wall or a CG version of a stuntman flying up against the wall you have no idea I mean the ragdoll physics and everything are getting so good now that you can't tell the difference between a real person in peril and a CG character I thought this to myself as we were watching dr. strange a lot of stuff happened in that movie but you got to think to yourself How many people were actually in any kind of peril? How many actors were in any kind of real peril? Or was almost, was all of it CG? And all of it was CG. And I think we're going to get this blowback against too much CG. Because you're going to go, look at the screen, you're going to say to yourself, none of this is real. How can I care about this character when the reality is is that nothing is actually happening to them they're just standing on a green screen and all this stuff is patched in around them they're not really in peril i mean when you think about movies prior to cg think about all the amazing films that happened prior to cg you had to have real crowds when you had crowds of people in these movies they were real crowds of people actual crowds of people when there were fight scenes And things like that in those movies it wasn't a CG character being thrown up against a wall it was real people punching it out even if they weren't really fighting there was still a possibility of peril but nowadays you don't get that it's all fake it's all computer graphics it's unreal and I think what's happening is that the unreality is seeping in to the situation and people are seeing this antipathy towards overly CG things. I mean, look at the difference. I'll give you the difference. Great difference. Think of the original Independence Day film. Great film. Well done. It had CG, too, but it wasn't as much CG. There was a lot of realism. There was much more realism in that than the latest one. If you compare the two, you see these cities being destroyed. But in the original, it's much rougher. It's much more raw. And in the new one, it's so well defined and honed and and realistic looking that you know it has to be fake right so that's one thing so on the movie front on the CG front, on the entertainment front people are looking at these films and going "This this is not real I can't believe in it now, some people might say, well, what about things like Toy Story? Can you believe in those kind of characters? Yes, uh, you, you can believe in those kind of characters. And if the, if the movie is very well written, then it doesn't matter, obviously, if the character is real or not. But when you see situations where there's live action individuals who are supposedly in some kind of peril, and then you say to yourself, wait a minute, this is just CG. This person isn't really under any kind of stress. This person isn't really in any kind of real danger then you have to think to yourself why am I caring <laughs> why do I care about this guy if he's really on the edge of a cliff he's not really on the edge of a cliff he's just been pasted into the edge of a cliff I'm just saying that the believability may not be there any longer so people will be like well I don't, I don't want to watch this kind of stuff anymore because I know it's not real so maybe we'll see a return to more reality actual reality in films and we're seeing this in the book world, too. I mean, people, for the longest time, we've all said that the book is over. It's done with. Paper is passé. Nobody uses books anymore. Nobody writes things down on paper anymore. The, bo- the book is passé. But what's happening? Even though there's been this new surge of publishing and the electronic size space with Kindle and everything else even though all of that has happened people are still starting to move back and prefer paper books I've seen this before I mean recycled books um, well recycled bookstore uh, bookstore around us is doing doing great a lot of used bookstores are doing well books are still being printed there's still lots of bookstores out there even though some of the bigger chains have disappeared people are starting to enjoy paper again paper books again not just paper books but paper notes there's something physical and visceral about writing things down on a piece of paper with a pen or a pencil that is just not captured today whether it doesn't matter how fancy your ipad pro is and your apple pencil is you just can't capture the same feeling the same physical visceral sense that you can with a piece of paper and a pen and notebook systems are coming back. I wouldn't be surprised if people started bringing philofaxes back in as their address books. Now, the problem is that kind of ruins anything we're thinking about doing in the seamless commerce and seamless world type space. Because in those cases, it's essential that the systems know what your calendar and is like and your to-do list and your task list and all those things. So maybe there's an opportunity there in blending the online and offline in note-taking. I was at a office supply store the other day, and there was a whole new system of note-taking coming out, modernizing note-taking, which is interesting. So we're seeing digital blowback on the paper book side of things. We're seeing it in the movie space. We're seeing it on the paper book space. What other places are we seeing digital blowback? What other places are we seeing people say, you know what, this is not real to me anymore. I want it back. What other physical manifestations are we seeing coming back to people in that case? And then there's music. Now, I'm a fan of most types of music, and my son plays trombone. My youngest son plays trombone in the school band, and he also plays in the jazz band. So him and I enjoy listening to jazz music together. And we listen to jazz music, and we're thinking to ourselves if you think about the differences in again the same type of thing where you have computer generated versions of music so you have sort of fake strings and fake trombones and fake orchestras and then you have the real thing if you think about music that was that was done in the past now i know that a lot of jazz continues to use horns and continues to use real instruments but if you think about music from the past even something something is something like disco Right, disco from the 80s. They didn't use. They used synthesizers for some sounds, but when they had horns and when they had strings, those were real horns. Those were real strings. Those were real people playing real instruments. There's something again, physical and visceral about the sound of those real instruments when they're captured and and listened to. Because if you listen to something old and something new, if you listen to this or sort of like a, I was listening to something the other day and I thought to myself, why did they use fake? synthesized saxophone on this song. When they could have used real song. Now obviously the mean of not been able to access a sax player, but that sax would have really made that song better. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if other people are feeling the same way, that there's this digital blowback on the music side of things, that people are starting to prefer the sound of real instruments as opposed to the sound of fake ones. Now, samples and real instrument, or fake instruments are, starting, are getting better and better, but I think humans can still tell, at least those who understand the sound of the real instruments, can still tell the sound of the real instrument As opposed to the fake synthesized instrument and maybe there's going to be a digital blowback on that as well so this leads me on to sort of like the future of augmented and virtual reality and i've had some interesting conversations from people on what vr is going to be like for people and some people i've talked to said oh yeah vr is going to be so wonderful people are going to spend all their lives in it and i'm think that's true for some people so i think for some people who are very introverted and connected to their computers better than they are connected to people then they're going to enjoy spending all of their life in vr they're going to spend as much of their life in vr as humanly possible and i'm sure that there's some science fiction novels out there that talk about how people have basically forgotten about real life and are living in this virtual world because this virtual world they can control more something like ready player one or the matrix or whatever although in matrix you couldn't really control your world it was the computers doing it for you but i think that we're going to see two distinct camps and this is similar to the camps that you're going to see people who prefer the virtual reality and the augmented reality and people who prefer reality reality The same people who probably don't want to see any more CG characters, want to hear real music played by real musicians, and want to hold real books, almost like a digital Luddite. (laughs) And they're going to say, you know what, I'm going to reject a lot of this, and I'm going to go back to my analog world and there's going to be a bunch of the population that's going to want to live in that analog world and we have to say to ourselves well how are we going to build an inclusive world that assists people to live in that analog world in the future so i think there's an interesting opportunity there if digital blowback is real and I, it's still up in the air this is just something i'm predicting if digital blowback is real then how do we design technology for these digital Luddites? If you ask me, that's an interesting opportunity. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future.